Episode 50 of the show. Um, I have... I'm of two minds at the moment. One, that this is going to be a... Um, this won't be the best episode of the show. Because I feel like I've been scattered um, this last week. But... On the other hand, it's episode 50. Um, we had a great opening tune there. And um, and I have these six new poems um, to read. And you just don't know what it's going to be in advance. And that is the one thing I seem to keep... Um, that That's probably the only lesson um, that I seem to keep be learning again and again is that um, um, the f- thinking about the future is, is very fucking pointless and um, you know you, you just don't know <laughs> um, I wanted to say you know you just don't but that doesn't make sense but for a second it seemed like it might have um, I was in Vancouver this last week uh, just f- for about 30 hours um, for my sister's wedding. Um, it was a, a great, it went totally perfectly except for um, when I got to the the, uh, the airport um, on Thursday morning and um, was sitting around. Um, waiting to get on my flight and then they they do the boarding thing I go up when I'm called and um, my license is expired my health card is expired and I left my passport at home thinking that was the smart thing to do one last thing to lose and um, and I couldn't get on the flight so literally Miriam drove over we live close enough to the airport in uh uh, about half an hour, I got on the next possible flight, um, and then they, you know, then canceled my return flight home. So there's a bunch of bullshit there, which um, was exhausting. Not the end of the world, um, just more expensive of a trip than I uh, would have liked to have had. Um, that said, we got out alive, um, but. Uh, um, you know, it was a great trip and, uh, and that's what happened. Um, so when I was on the flight, um, my phone was also dead from a, uh, all of the, the, the bookings of the tickets, the change and the stress and the texting, everyone don't pick me up, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I really had my, killed my battery down, um, to nothing. And I was, I, the plane that I got on, um, the, the, the backup plane, um, was this airline who basically bought all the old planes from the other airline. And, um, and it was great to be on a plane that, you know, you would have gone to, to, on a vacation in the nineties, um, with but that means that there aren't charge ways to charge your your phone 
um, or your computer to all of that. So I was left alone with my thoughts. Um, and as much as I designate, you know, time to be alone with my thoughts every day, to write my poems and do my work, um, the truth is I'm obviously very connected to um, to everything. So really, it's been a, a while. It's, I was like, wow, it's this is I'm probably on the longest stretch of um, of connectivity that way um, than I've ever been on, and I could just feel how kind of addicted my my brain is um, more than my brain, just my whole everything about me is so wired in and um and I, I, i'm not trying to be like you know we're we're all messed up and this is like a negative thing i, I don't really just is what it is but what seemed new was like maybe five years ago when this kind of thing started when we were connected all the time, maybe it was 10 years ago. I don't know. Someone would have to tell me. So let's pretend it was, um, let's pretend it was 10 years ago for easy math. 10 years ago. Okay. I've been, you were connected for like, uh, a day. It's like, I've been on for like a day straight. Like I've been super connected. Now I'm like away from my device. Okay. I have a break. And then it's like eight years, but eight years ago, You'd be on for months, but you'd still have these breaks. Maybe you went on vacation. Maybe you're, you know, you didn't have your device died. Maybe you just did something else for a while. Five years, it's like you connected for like three months, you know. Three years ago, you're connected for like six months and have a break. And now it's like those, the breaks that we have when we're not, not, not completely connected for, these long stretches are few and far between. That's the, I'm like, that's what I'm trying to get at. Is I'm like, I feel like I haven't taken a break for like a year and a half, or like two years. I don't even know. Maybe it's longer, but I'm like, wow, I'm just, time's moving faster. And I'm, have, you know, really not. I don't know what life is like when I'm not connected to, you know, all of the things and uh and that's what it is um when when i was in that that state and i had my time i you know i was like uh okay pencil and notebook <laughs> the old oldest trick in the book um and uh and and what's what's out there you know let's let's figure it out and there's a difference between sitting and writing your journaling and writing your thoughts when you have the ability to, to go and connect when you start getting distracted or, you know, whatever. And then, and when you're not, and it's a different process. And, uh, usually, you know, you're journaling along and then you get to a point where you kind of, Oh, what I forgot to think about this or like, I need to, uh, uh, text this person or I, I should answer this email or I don't like what I'm writing about so I'm going to go and look on YouTube for a few minutes and then come back to this journaling or whatever so when you remove that and it's just you and the the paper and that has to kind of be the 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 peak of the excitement and the interest it's really a different task all around and uh, I think you know, one thing I was um, concerning myself with was um, what I'm doing all around with um, with all of these the videos and the podcast and and all of the art um, all around, and uh, and it's you know it's going. Um, it's going well. I'm very, very pleased with how things are at the moment and the way things have kind of, um, where I've gotten to. And um, this this particular podcast is, makes a lot more sense now than it did um, a year ago when it started. Um, and um, 
it's great that it's the 50th episode. I really like, I didn't actually realize that till I started just about right before I started recording today. So, um, you know, it's just a big, great number. Um, 50 is a, I feel it's a really strong, strong sounding number to me. 50 bucks. Oh my God. I'm not, I can't spend 50 bucks on that. 20 bucks, even that Jesus, but 50 turning 50, like all this kind of stuff. 50 is a big, big, good number there. So here we are. 50 cents, you know, make it 49 and I'll buy it. But um, the, the point being, where did I go? Um, right. Writing about, thinking about where I'm at right now. And one, my next goal, because I'm very excited about how the the all of the videos i've been making on youtube um and all of the, the progress i've made and, and that's that's really the exciting stuff to me uh it's it's um i'm really excited to keep going with that and um really what it's what it's become is like no different than to me, it feels no different than writing the poems every week in that I just basically journal and then the journal turns into, and then you edit the journal and it turns into a poem, basically. Um, you sh I shoot a bunch of random things throughout the week, whatever it might be, and then I edit it down into one video. So it's that same, to me, very similar process. Um, and that's that's really fulfilling to me um and that it feels like i'm able to make my work without relying on um anyone outside of like my immediate circle um and they don't really have to do anything aka my wife and child um and whoever else which is generally the cast is you know me miriam the cat the baby and then maybe some other folks every now and again, but even that's pretty limited. So, um, not having to rely on any kind of industry or any kind of finance or any kind of anything to make these videos, um, is really fulfilling to me. And that really brings me back to like the early days of, um, a lot of, I think what I loved about, you know, um, going to um like punk shows when i was like 12 and 13 years old like the super early days maybe 13 14 i don't know whenever that was um and it to me it wasn't the politics that i really gave a shit about it was the complete kind of diy um um aesthetic and and ability of of those events and how that kind of trickled down into, you know, making art um, and saying what you had to say. Um, and so when it, all of these years later and trying to just like reckon with um, the industry, whether it's the publishing industry, the film industry, um, you know, the music industry, all these kind of, you know, things that I've been feeling like I might need to rely on in order to do what I need to do. I realize now um, how much, uh, how useless all of that shit is to me um, and how much I just don't, really don't want anything to do with it. That's just not, um, like, I I just don't like it. I, I just want to be in my own, uh, doing my own thing here. And, um, and, and I feel like, you know, when I zoom out, um, and I'm on a plane without any real distractions. I can see that clearly that, well, I, I guess I haven't I've been there. I've created that what I've wanted. That's, that's what I wanted way back then. And it's, and it remains to be the case. It's simply my outlook and, um, and I have it and that's great. So keep doing it. Um, and now what I, want to work on doing this is more of like a craft thing is how to really integrate the 
the journaling to the poems, the poems to the podcast, the podcast to the videos, um, and the videos kind of being the last stop, the kind of, you know, the thing where it all leads to. So right now it feels like there's a disconnect between the podcast and the videos. I can't quite figure out how to um, layer those things or overlap them in a way that feels like they're of the same um, um, the same thing and, I, and I, I would like that I think that would be really really fun so I think the key is maybe um, figuring out voiceover with the videos um, or something I used to I was posting the video component of this podcast on YouTube um, for months there, and I, I'm still videoing them, but I just didn't stop putting them on YouTube because it seemed really unfocused to have like me talking into a camera for an hour and then me posting the video. I was like, the video is more important. As much as I enjoyed putting these out there, it's like whatever. The video, the the you the the vlog section. Those, I want to focus on those. Um, and I don't really see why having the video of me talking into a microphone in, in my office is... It's not really necessary. Like, the audio component is... Um, that works. So, anyway. Um, that said, I'm kind of like... I like watching the video component of... A lot of podcasts even if it's just one person sitting there because and I don't know even if it's just on in the background I just like check into it every once in a while but um, it is what it is I don't know um, on the plane event I, I the the stewardess the flight attendant whatever um, she charged my phone for me and before I'd gone on to the, the flight I took all of the posts since um, I don't know what we're at 900 and uh, 919 so all you know the first 900 um, and I put them into a document um, this you know crazy long document and I started reviewing them on the plane I think I, I got to like maybe 400 or something which is cr like a crazy amount and um, and I'd never go back and read these things except for on the podcast and so to go back to day one and start reading them I was like been procrastinating doing that for a long time um, so I spent a couple hours um, going through those and what I found was a lot of them obviously were complete bullshit and really dumb um but i had really a lot of fun figuring it out and you can i can see how my point of view and perspective kind of um really formed um through through doing them like they get better um it's hard to say exactly how well it's not actually i think i was starting to see it where the ones that basically I'm plucking, going through them and plucking out the ones that I think are, um, you know, worth keeping, uh, worth kind of putting into like a, I want to cook down once I get to a thousand. So that'd be in like a couple months here. Once I'll have a thousand poems, um, I want to just basically cook it down and find the, edit it down into something that I'm happy with. So it could be 100 pages, it could be 200 pages, um, but, you know, it'll probably be roughly 25% at most of that total um, sketch or whatever of the thousand that, that would be good. And it's the same process that I use with the videos um, is just shoot a bunch, write a bunch of things, write a thousand things, and then, you know, boil down what the good stuff was. So it's really seems like the way to go for me at least is it's kind of I don't know the process that I, that I enjoy instead of being super deliberate about um, you know just 
no deciding what you're going to make in some like maybe um i want you know being really cerebral about like what you're doing making the plan and then executing it's really not i don't really enjoy that process i'm i like to just not know what i'm doing and then make a bunch of just nonsense and then cook it down after so it's kind of left brain versus right brain type um thinking um so going back to this long document and the ones that are good that i like when i look at are the ones that are actually about my life where i'm talking about a lot of the time it's talking about miriam who uh, it's very funny to see me refer to her as my girlfriend in those early days, um, I'm like my girl, and it just feels <laughs> so. Now that you know we've been married um, a couple of years, and uh, it just seems so silly to see myself refer to her as my girlfriend for some reason. I can see the day I got my cat is there, so it started, and I really all the things that I kind of cherish in my life um, didn't really exist when I started that a few years ago and, and now it's really, um, a lot has happened. Um, and so for most of those, those early days for months, I was just like making up random shit, um, and thinking there was something to that. And, and I, I guess it just, I lost interest or I got it out of my system in a way. I was thinking that, um, you know, when you're a young kid and you just need to like say random things and just have like an amount of play in order to develop. I'm like, did I not? It seems like there's this, I didn't get uh, enough. I didn't get that out of my system as a, as a very young person to just say nonsense and like have random play for no reason. And so in my adult life, I kind of needed to like, almost like lash out with like abstract kind of like poetry writings in order to compensate or something, really take that to, to an extreme, which I think this, that's been a big pr part of this project, um, is getting that out. And now, you know, most of the stuff I write is very straightforward as, as, um, and it's about my life. And so I feel like that's how it's getting better. So um, I just want to lean into the journaling of everything even farther. That's that's one thing I've learned from from that plane ride, from reviewing those posts and um, just reflecting on everything. I think um, to me, journaling is is the answer. And when I think about, you know, what industry means, I was talking to this, to Miriam about this on our walk yesterday. And, uh, you know, industry and journaling, it's almost like you could make a, a kind of a paradigm um, of those being the extremes of like, on one hand, there's like million dollar HBO show. And then on the other hand, there's like zero dollar journal, um, huge production that a million people work on and that it costs all the money in the world to make. And that's going to be seen by millions of people all over the world versus the journal, which takes uh, one person who basically needs to like just get into a state of unconsciousness to even create uh it's seen by very few if if any it's the intent of a journal is actually like an audience of zero and um and requires nothing to to create so um that feels really exciting to me <laughs> so if i think about like all the years of my life and this desperate need to like, I gotta go right, I gotta go right, I gotta go right. And then so much of that is just me like sitting and 
uh, going to, to coffee shops and journaling and not and being like this, like trying to figure out what I'm doing, um, being at home and, and writing and then journaling. And, and it just seems like that act of journaling has been the act of figuring out what to do in the in the journal has been actually the real work all along but um mo but you but you think you're supposed to have a really kind of polished or, or really like this other th product that for people to be impressed by or to be interested by or to learn something from and i'm it's just not me i i, I really don't like I'm not good for that. Um, and there's a lot of people who are for sure. But that's not, uh, it's not my skill set. It's not my strength and it's not my interest. Okay. So, wow, that's a long intro. I thought I had nothing to say. I thought this episode was going to suck. Um, but there you go. That's, that's one of our longest intros. Um, here we are. Episode 50, Six New Poems. The first is called Know That You Are Not Dead. I would like to drink a cup of coffee and sit in a plaza. I would like to write something legible in a notebook. I would like to eat a piece of fish or some salad. I would like to watch something on TV that was good. For now, I'll sit in this chair imagining all of that often the thought of wanting means more than experience you forget there are bugs in the plaza you forget writing is often meaningless you forget how expensive a nice dinner can be you forget how ephemeral even the best tv can be all you can do is sit quietly with yourself and know that you are not dead And the oldest trick in the in the in the book is um, that I, that I feel like I play on myself every week is I go on these um, I get all my thoughts out and uh, think I have all this news and I'm onto something and figuring it out and then I go and read the poem and it's all there already. Um, <laughs> and I think that's, that's in a way, a bit of the point is like, you know, I'm talking about like writing from, um, there's a book that I haven't read in a long time and it's kind of a book made of interviews, um, written. It's, it's an Allen Ginsberg kind of book and it's called composed on the tongue and basically he he talks about writing from the subconscious it's like a bunch of interviews and thoughts and, and collection on that idea and i have it on my bookshelf and uh maybe i should take it down and read it it's been i don't know 15 years since i read that and i probably didn't even have any idea what the hell i was saying back then um but it writing from a, a, a place of total um, almost randomness and without writing without thinking you're always you kind of end up being two steps ahead of yourself and you're kind of accessing um, hopefully an intelligence that's beyond what you know you think you know I think the flip side of that um, as I was kind of describing is you have to sort through all this random fucking nonsense. Um, and so for me, it's like, I got a few years of, of, um, just random, sometimes months would go by when I was reviewing that document and it was just random bullshit about worms in the grass. Um, just, you know, just pointless shit. But, but it seems like I was able to get all that, discipline all of that stuff, get it all under control, work through all this kind of emotional bullshit around it so that now when I write, it's it's actually clear and I, I was able to work through what, what was, um, you know, whatever that was. So it's interesting. 
and I feel inspired by that. I feel actually really inspired by the, by all of this stuff right now. <sighs> really, um, I think you should you should start a podcast um, about anything, and um, and you, and you should just stick to it. And when it feels useless and and narcissistic and and pointless um you should just keep going because it can be helpful and and um and i think it's a good thing to do for yourself okay second poem is called a good lesson i know that this poem will not be the best I can tell that I'm unfocused and that my thoughts are springing around, but still I'm sitting here, trying to get something down. Tomorrow, I think I will eat macaroni and cheese for lunch. I will sit with my daughter and I will see how she has learned to smile a bit more each day. I suppose that is a good lesson that she is teaching. That said, she also has learned to projectile shit from her change table to the wall, and now she has a new habit of suddenly waking up from a peaceful nap, hysterically screaming. So do with that as you will. Um, that's, uh, I feel like this was almost a, I feel like this almost lands in the way that it should have. Basically, it's been this really, uh, really exciting and kind of just like, you know, awe-inspiring thing to watch as Nora, my daughter's um, smiling a lot more. She'll just kind of look at you and you can make, make a face and and she just kind of um, she's, she's connecting. You can connect with her more. Like she's um, you know, she's smiling a lot and, and it's really great and I you know this idea that she's smiling more every day is obviously a great um, something we can all learn from. That was that's kind of the where the poem maybe should have ended. But then as I as I sat and with that, it was like, well, you know, it's a you got to be careful when with babies in the way that you would kind of like idealize them and like pretend that there's nothing difficult about the process or that they're perfect and you know, all this kind of stuff. I feel like it's really easy to just lose sight of kind of balancing the reality of, of what it is uh, when it comes to babies. <sighs> like, excuse me. When, uh, how's my timing? It's fine. Um, when I was making the first videos of, of her, I was like editing them to make to, to only the angelic moments it's the same with with any kind of like you know vlog or poem it's like how do you um not just write about things that are completely negative on one hand and not just write about things that are blindly positive so having that balance of both um so um Anyway, I'm like looking at her as like a good, good teacher. Looking at the baby as a good teacher to smile more every day. But also, she's she, you know, it seems like the more she's learned to smile, she's also learning this thing of like hysterically screaming and crying for seemingly no reason while she's sleeping. So it's like you don't want to also start doing that. But you get the idea. A good lesson. I feel like this poem could. I see how this could work better with some editing, um, but the idea is there nonetheless. Okay. Next one elbow mustard. Today at the dentist, when the needles came out, I tried to be brave. But I began to lose sight of things. I became faint, and then I became drenched in sweat. As things worsened, it seemed like I was going to pass out. 
I couldn't seem to calm myself down. I thought that it might be possible that I was going to die. I thought about my wife, and I thought about my baby daughter. I thought of her face and how it feels to be with her. I felt like the thought of my daughter was the only thing holding me to the ground. And then I settled, and they fixed up my tooth and sent me on my way. I went home and sat with her until we went to Costco. We filled our cart with things to eat. After we paid, I went to the bathroom, and there was a guy that was some, the same glasses frames as me. He was washing his hands, and I saw that he had mustard on his elbow. I thought that could be me, with mustard on my elbow. But that was his day, and I had mine. Um, again, I feel like with... Uh, I needed to write about the whole thing at the dentist. Um, I've never had my mouth frozen before with the giant needles. Um, I don't know if you have, but um, basically I like was seemingly having like a panic attack after like the fourth needle came out. Um, and I just got super nauseous and was like pale and trend I got totally covered in sweat and it was just like, thought I was going to throw up and all that fun stuff. Um, and, the dentist told me that it wasn't, I was like, that was psychosomatic. And I asked him clearly, and he's like, no, not, he's like, it could have been another, he named some other thing. I'm like, okay, I think it was probably me panicking, but thank you for assuring me that it wasn't. <laughs> and maybe he's right, I don't know. But, um, um, but when that was ha in that panic, I was like, and I was like losing my sight of like my consciousness. I felt like I was like going to pass out. I was going to faint and I couldn't get control. And I was just like, you know, the rest of the world just kind of goes away. And I just like thought of, I thought of Miriam and I thought of Nora and, and it was really, um, interesting. I, it was like, it's like a primal thing. You know, it wasn't like I was like trying to think about them. I was like, that's just what starts occurring to to you when um, when you're in that state, apparently. And what I thought was so interesting afterward um, that I wasn't able to articulate in this, I guess, is that um, like she didn't exist two months ago. So two months ago in this position, like I would have thought of Miriam and um, I don't know, whatever, some other things. But this, now that she exists, she really takes up more space than anyone. And I feel like only a, having a kid, you know, can really change your priority or change your focus to such a degree on such a primal level. And And to me, that was kind of proof of that, that it's like beyond, it's not nature, nurture or anything like that. It's like, it's like you need to eat when you're hungry and you need and you think about your kid when you know and who's and and hoping she'll be okay when you think you know you're you're sick and you and something and you're panicking and you think you're in danger you think of them and, you know you're not necessarily just yourself um so I don't know, even when I, when I had her the, that first week, I remember feeling like my brain chemistry was kind of changing. It was like a, just a different thing. I'm like, that, that's, um, maybe that's what that is. <laughs> kind of makes sense to me. I don't know. Let's, let's look at it. Let's peer review that one. Um, but, uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. And, um, then when I was in Co we were in Costco after and uh I don't know, I just there was this guy and we were like I was just washing my hands and then leaving and he was doing the same thing and I and I noticed first I was like, Oh, we have the same glasses frames. That's kind of strange. It's kinda of awkward in a weird way. I don't know why. Um But then he um 
on his elbow. He's wearing a short sleeved shirt and he had like this glob of mustard on his elbow. And he clearly had no idea. And, and there's a part of me that wanted to be like, hey, man, hello, sir. Like, you, you know, you have some mustard on your elbow. <laughs> you should, you know, you should, we should get that before you, you know, get it onto something it can't get out of. Um, but I didn't because I don't know. It was just, it was inappropriate, but maybe I should have, maybe I should have said, Hey sir, you have mustard on your elbow, but it, it just sounds like, you know, when you say like, Oh, do I have like egg on my beard or whatever? It's like that saying, like, let, like when you're, it sounds, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. And then, and he was so oblivious to it. And I was just like, you know, it could easily, it could just as easily be me having that, getting my elbow in the mustard. Um, and I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, damn it, I'm going to have to write about that. I'm not going to, that image is going to go into the post tonight if I like it or not. Um, and, uh, and there it was. So the, um, conflating those ideas in in this poem I, I don't know I guess that's uh, just what, what I did creating this kind of I guess showing how at the end of the day this whole thing with the dentist of like it seemed like um, it's kind of easy come easy go it's like so intense oh my god I might die da, 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 da. and then I'm like okay cool back to normal um, you can kind of maybe see the connection. Is it the best poem? No. Does it have something great behind it? Yes. Did I fail at writing? Yes. Is it great to have a podcast where I get to talk about what could have been and in that effect basically get to the point of it? Um, yes. For sure. Um, so that's why. And I, I used to, I really did try it. Like I took the transcripts from this podcast. Um, and uh, tried to edit them and like get the good bits. And I, even the YouTubes, I like took out like some clips from, from it and made it on like YouTube shorts. And if I before I had the kid, like that was, there was time for that. And there probably still is, but I think trying to integrate that stuff directly into the videos each week. That's my goal. That's what I want to try next. And I'll tell you, I've tried it before and it never really works properly. For some reason, I just can't combine the worlds, but I want to keep trying. Anyway, um, it's good. I, I like having something to figure out and feeling like I, uh, like, I wonder if I can do that, you know? And, uh, it's, it's almost, it's in a way it's better to, to have that than to feel like you have it under control because then, then what? It gets boring. Her mother's arms. Tomorrow I'm flying to Vancouver for my sister's wedding. I'm always scared to go on planes because of how high up they go into the sky. I stumbled on that line. I'm going to go back and start from the beginning. Tomorrow, I'm flying to Vancouver for my sister's wedding. I'm always scared to go on planes because of how high up they go into the sky. It will be the first time I'll spend away from baby Nora. I'm glad she will be safe at home, loaded the ground, sleeping in her mother's arms. Um, very simple. Um, that's one thing I've been trying to do as well is like be calm about writing um, a simple, something simple that isn't complicated. And I think actually this one compared to the last one, the last one's not overly complicated, but it definitely is like longer and has trying to spin more plates in the air this one's just kind of a there you go 
Um, and uh, and this one's very true. It is what it is. And uh, yeah, I almost feel like a poem like this, as simple as it is, it's almost like it helps me to articulate that thought. And then even the day after, I like feel like I can reflect on this poem without referencing it, looking at it, but the feeling of writing it almost like supports me, like remembering the the general feeling of it. I feel like that's a useful thing for me to, to have while I'm at the airport thinking of how things are going, etc. Next, this is funny. It, it says hotel room. That's the title. I'm thinking of my wife and daughter. They're sleeping back home. They have my heart. Um, <laughs> why I said that's funny is that the space between the time between this simple poem, her mother's arms, like I'm scared to fly, and all the things that happened until hotel room. It's um. There's so many things that happened, but look how simple I kept it. Like, that's that's really dumb. What I mean is that I woke up. I was like, okay, I'm kind of scared to go on this flight because I don't want to be away from Miriam and Nora. And then I woke up, missed the flight, booked another flight, got on that flight, flew for five hours, got to Vancouver, saw my relatives, had... Went to my sister's wedding, filmed the whole thing, talked to every relative in the world, then went out afterward with my cousins, got back to this hotel room, was completely fucking exhausted, and still, this is what I wrote, this hotel room poem, a total of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 words, um, that, that, um, that's just all that I had left, I guess, after all of that exhaustion. And I suppose it's kind of the same as that idea of being in the dentist chair and, uh, you know, in, in the exhaustion before bed in a strange place. It's, um, that's the underlying thought, you know? Um, that's kind of the 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 foundation of a person's life at a certain point is is the family um and i think there's a difference of at least for me there's the family you're born into and the family you create and this the family you create is uh it affects you differently that's very important and I say that knowing that um, that you, not everyone has a family, and that creates a fa- not everyone creates a family. Not everyone. Some people. There's points where you'll have a family, and then that family will break apart or change. And uh, I don't know. It's what it is. But for me, this is. Uh, this is this is what I have, and it's new, and uh, and it's really important. All right, so I got one more before we wrap up the show today. This one is called Plane. I thought of writing differently while on the plane. I'm unsure how to explain what I mean exactly. It's just something I felt. I will see how much of it sticks tomorrow. For now, I can use an aspirin and a glass of water. Um, I think the entire intro of the show was me explaining exactly that. So I think I explained what, what, uh, what I meant. And, 
and that's good. When I came home, um, at the end it says, for now I could use an aspirin and a glass of water. And when I came home, Miriam had made me kind of a super hydration drink with, you know, coconut water and the, the powder, um, what do you call it? Uh, hydration stuff, electrolytes and some like, you know, pomegranate concentrate like it was a super hydration drink that she left for me and she didn't know she just knew intuitively that um that's what i needed and it was very kind of a sweet ending to um both the week and and the trip and uh and i think that's something she just kind of naturally does and i and i love her for that so on that note let's call it and um thank you for for hanging out today and um i'm better off for it so i appreciate it and uh, i'll see you again next week